Welcome to the 13th episode of Cutting Edge. I'm Landon Sturdivant, and for those of you who have been tuning in day in and day out, your support means so much, and hopefully these episodes continue to be engaging, enjoyable, and valuable to you. Any feedback, insights, commentary, or suggestions for future episodes that you may have are greatly appreciated. Today's definitely going to be more of a personal one. I'm going to share something with you guys that I've had a hard time talking about, even within my own family, let alone friends, and even more so people that aren't in my inner circle in any way. So my hope for this episode is that at least one person feels moved by this, or at least feels like they're heard or understood in their own insecurities. Around age five in kindergarten, that was kind of the first time I'd seen myself compared to other people, as I noticed that everyone else's hands kind of looked soft and textured and, you know, just normal. And while mine were wrinkly and kind of rumpelstiltskin looking, right? And uh, before that, I thought I, you know, what my hands were, were what my hands, you know, what hands looked like, right? You know, because <laughs> when you're that age, you only see the world through your own perception. So, like, if you see behaviors within, within your own household, you think that's how everything is, for an example. And even though my, you know, my family doesn't have, although dry skin runs in the family, like, nobody within my direct household has eczema like I do. So, like, even even still, I thought, you know, I was just normal. Because at that time, it was just on my hands. And I think it also kind of played in my favor that when I was that age, and actually even just prior to puberty, prior to puberty, rather, I had kind of a sweating problem, where instead of sweating, like I would not sweat at all, I would just get flipping tomato red. And people notice that even still that I get like flustered when I work out. I mean, that's that's just how it is. But I, I sweat now. And before then, you know, having not been sweating, like I think that's kind of what kept it with with on just my hands, more or less. But as I started hitting puberty and then I, I started sweating all of a sudden, I think that sweat, the sweat definitely irritates my skin. And I think at that point was when it really started moving just like everywhere, but primarily in like folds of the arms and legs, like the creases on the elbow and the creases behind the knees and on the knees as well. Um, and also just in spots where there's excessive sweat, like your feet and things like that. Um, but I remember one particular instance in seventh grade because I'd been called, like, I mean, I'd been called out for it in a number of ways prior to that, right? I'd heard everything. Oh, you got grandma hands, bro. Oh, you, you know, you know, like, it's like, oh, you sunburned, you look like a tomato, you know, everything, right? It's just flipping kids being kids. I wasn't too bothered by that. But I remember one time in seventh grade in particular, there was, there was a girl on the basket, or like, I was on the basketball team and there was a girl that was there supporting us and she had a lot of friends on the team so she was there and she was high-fiving us as we were all going back into the locker room at halftime and you know I'm going through it's like she's like yay Landon here's high five right and then I go up for the high five and she's like ew your hands literally just like that and then I was like oh shoot you know like is is it really that bad like I just at that time I kind of just looked at my hands like just looked down at them and then kept go I just kept walking in sort of awkwardly because I didn't really know how to deal with that. But I remember kind of from that point forward, it was sort of a subconscious thing even. Like I would just, when people were offering me a high five, I would just quickly jolt my hand up, you know, so people wouldn't actually have time to look at my hands. And, you know, this is something that my dad could actually relate to because 
at my age, he also had eczema, and it was a lot worse than mine because back in the late 70s, early 80s, it was a lot harder to treat. Uh, they didn't have the same steroid creams with the same strength that they do now, and it wasn't as common of a thing. And um, his arms and stuff would, like, literally be, like, open sores bleeding all over. His face would, like, he had, I think, the, I think it's the 60% uh, cases of eczema are, like, oral and ocular is what they're called. And so it leaves, like, a red ring around your mouth as well as red rings around your eyes. And so it's a lot harder to hide because <laughs> you can imagine how it is going through school like that. And he always brought that up. It was just like, you know, at least it wasn't like I had it. Because, like, he, the nurses were, like, concerned because they didn't really know much about it then either. So even though hearing that would kind of temporarily cheer me up, I still, you know, there was still no way for me to hide it. And I was still kind of really ashamed by it because people would call it out, you know, because it's not super common. It's not, like, as common of a thing as, like, say, acne, where a lot of kids have acne and you don't go out and say, hey, you got pimples, bro. Like, I mean, with, with dry skin and like excessive redness and stuff and you're always itching yourself people are way more likely to call that out so I was naturally very insecure about it although I shouldn't have been I you know thinking back on it like I should not have been so ashamed of it but although when I was you know I I would wear longer clothes even when it was like really hot out I'd be wearing sweatpants and sweatshirts in the May and June months when nobody else is and when it got like when it got like excessively bad on the face, neck, arms, like places where you're gonna see it every time you look in the mirror, like every time you go to the bathroom, I would literally go into the bathroom with the lights off so I didn't have to see myself in the mirror, like because I just didn't want to look at it. And I'd been on steroid cream since I was an early teen, but it was still kind of getting worse and worse. And I think that was also partially exacerbated by the fact that you know. Wearing longer clothes when it's hot out makes you more sweaty, which the sweat is irritating me, and then that made me more itchy, which made it worse. And also, I was kind of using the creams the wrong way. I would just put a crap ton of lotion on, and it wasn't absorbing. Like So it would just be like I would put on a bunch of Aquaphor, and I would just look like a wax doll because I'm so shiny. <laughs> and not only does that kind of look ridiculous, but more so than that, it's just like that's not you know, really giving, getting, you're not really getting the full effect of the lotion from that because the lotion's not actually absorbing because there's so much on there. And in fact, it was probably like clogging up my pores. So it would make more of a sweating issue. But yeah, all of that, you know, not, you know, it's not getting better, right? And so we start seeing the dermatologist and one dermatology appointment I think this was like a year ago. He mentioned a drug called Dupixent, which you may have seen on commercials. It's advertised as an asthma drug. But studies were also showing at that time that it was having miraculous effects on eczema as well. And they'd had people try it for eczema or people that have like asthma and eczema. That's kind of how they found out about it originally. They were seeing that it was just healing everything. It was like this miracle drug. And then they actually started doing studies on it. But at that time, it was like really introductory and... So for a while, we sat out of it since it was still so experimental, and we wanted to make sure that the negative side effects of it, that, that there weren't negative side effects of it, first of all, and if there were, that it wasn't super common and, like, it didn't outweigh the potential benefits of it, you know, et cetera, right? And so 
you know, it's like a year later. So I think it's around this year, maybe late 2020. We're talking about it and there's there's more numbers out on it. And we're seeing that also, you know, it doesn't have a lot of negative side effects and like, which is just crazy. And so we're talking about it and because it's such a high demand drug for all those reasons, it's, it's $3,000 per dose. And not only that, but there's like such a long insurance clearance process because of that. Like they they really want to make sure that it's like a last resort thing because they don't want to give out the copay for no reason. Um, and so we're, we kind of went through that process for a few months where we were trying to show the insurance company that the that the steroid creams weren't working and that it was time to give this a shot. And so it got approved around late July of this year. And my first dose was, you know, in late July, early August. I'm pretty sure it was in July still, though. And it's a it's a biweekly dose. And like I said, it's $3,000. And our insurance is covering it, so we have doses through the end of this year. But after that, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But, you know, the first couple weeks or yeah couple weeks because that I didn't get the dose until this every other week I didn't know to notice really any difference at all but after the second dose which is you know like we're like a month in I was like floored I thought I mean I thought I was looking at somebody else in the mirror because I was I just looked normal more or less anyway like I, I still looked blemished and I was still dry in certain parts and I still have to use lotion and stuff but like for the first time in my life, I'm looking at my skin. I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm like clear now. Like, I was just, I was just amazed. So I mean, in, you know, it's not perfect. It may never be perfect, but I think the biggest thing for me is, you know, part of it is just not having to live in this constant state of itch. Because that's the other piece of it that I kind of didn't really talk about as much. Like you're always itchy. Like. It's, that's why it's such a problem is that, you know, you can never really get underneath it because it's just like even if you heal the, heal the actual dry skin or the red skin because it's rashed or it's raised, you, you just keep scratching it again because it's still itchy. And <laughs> that's, you know, that's why you need steroid creams like triamcinolone and stuff that'll like, cause it's more than just like your Aveeno or your Dove where it's just like this moisturizer that makes you all nice and nice and soft it's it's like actual like a medical cream designed for anti-itch and that was part of the big problem was that you know not only are you always itchy but because you're always itchy you're scratching yourself until you've got like open sores and that's another thing that's like one of the really gross details of this whole thing is that because I always had these open sores typically on my feet they'd get infected they I mean so I was like I was more prone to sickness I was getting like little pus things on my on my legs and calves and stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really gross stuff. Like, I mean, there's a lot more that goes into this stuff and it's just like, oh, I've got dry skin because I mean, now that's pretty much how it is. It's like it's dry and I still need to use lotion, but I'm I'm so much more okay with that than just all like scratching yourself to death all the time and you just hey, people think you got lice and it's it's just yeah. It's really gross, and so, you know, I'm I'm really really grateful that I was able to, you know, that my family has good enough insurance to be able to cover this drug because I know a lot of kids will not be able to see this, and will not be able to see these kind of benefits because they're they're not going to be able to afford it, and 
like literally we can't even afford three thousand dollars per shot like that's ridiculous but it's it's done so much benefit for me and coming into this school year i was just so much more confident in myself i'm able to go barefoot i literally would not even take my socks off like until i was like by myself and i wouldn't even look at my feet because they're so gross and now it's just like i'm okay walking around barefoot like which is just a huge thing for me and so i really hope that if you feel insecure about something that you know my personal story with this can be of use to you because like i know what it feels like to not love how you look and to not to walk out of you know your house feeling not confident feeling like you want to just curl up in a ball because you don't want people to see what you look like and so i really hope that this is helpful to somebody and that you know if you heard this you liked it it resonated with you or you feel like you can relate to it feel free to contact me feel free to reach out in my dms and let me know that it was inspiring or you felt you felt moved and you know if you have a problem i'm really happy to listen to you and you know validate you and make you feel like you you're heard and understood because i don't think anybody deserves to feel that way i think everybody deserves to feel confident and loved and you know because as a person of deep faith you know i think god made us the way he made us for a reason and i wouldn't want i really wouldn't want it any other way as much as you know <laughs> my own human mind would think so. I, I'm, I'm really glad that I have this struggle and not something much worse because it really could be much worse. I'm honestly super blessed. And so thanks again, guys, for listening. If you want to follow this podcast, go ahead and hit the follow button on Spotify or wherever you're listening from. We're still listening for Apple Podcasts and Pandora. So as we're waiting on that, I think it's just on Spotify. If you want to follow uh, the podcast on Instagram, that's going to be at Cutting Edge IG. That's at C-U-T-T-I-N-G-E-D-G-E-I-G. And if you want to follow me, I'm going to be at Landon underscore Sturdivant. That's L-A-N-D-O-N underscore S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T. On Snapchat, I'm LT Sturdivant 21. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T 21. And my email is ltsturdevant at yahoo.com. That's L-T-S-T-U-R-D-E-V-A-N-T at yahoo.com. If you felt inspired by this or if you know a friend that might need this, please go ahead and share that with share this with them. We all need more love and positivity in the world. And with all that being said, thanks again, and I hope to see you on the next one.